Welcome to another episode of NY Just Fans Podcast with hosts Davin Sharman and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast, and Instagram at NY Just Fans Podcast as we get into a, another week of NFL. Uh, we got a we got a we got a guest with us, our good friend Kyle. What's going on, Kyle? How you feeling today? Everything's good. Everything's good. All right, all right. That's good. Um, let's talk about the Jets first. Uh, the Jets is in talks with Logan Ryan. Um, I don't know why some of the Jets fans or people saying that he signed, but he's not signed officially yet. So I'm going to start this off with you, Kyle. How important is it for Ryan to uh, sign with this team? Um, my, for me, um, I'm kind of like on the fence with it. Um, obviously, he is definitely um, one of the top guys out there for um, – on the corner market, uh, but I'm just a little gun shy after, you know, having uh, signed Tremaine Johnson and kind of like a same situation, you know, for big money and they come here and just have a flop. So like I said, I'm kind of on the fence with it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I understand that. Trust me. I mean, as Jets fans, nobody, uh, I think we all have have that feeling. I think the difference with with Logan Bryan is that he is more first a more versatile player. Even if he can't be the slot corner that he was in his youth, or when he you know in back in the, when he was with the Patriots, he is you know he could still play outside. His numbers outside were pretty good. Um, he could still do stuff. His tackling hasn't fallen off. Uh, he still could blitz very well. He's one of the better uh, corners when it comes to uh, run defense. So, you know, there's a lot of versatility there. And that's one of the things I think that's key in a Greg Williams defense. You know, like I've been, like I've said before, uh, I think generally in the, in the NFL right now, I think it's just uh, kind of a positionless, uh, movement going on. So it's like you need guys that could do multiple jobs because you need to be able to disguise coverages, disguise, you know, be able to, um, guys that understand run fits and different ways of attacking defenses, um, offenses. So I think he, he could fit in um, once they could al- allocate the amount, the amount necessary. But uh, I think he would be a welcome addition. I look at it this way. I mean, is he better than what we have right now at corner? And at corner, is it, we still got some question marks there. Um, so I think, you know what, if you can bring someone in, a veteran like that, who can still play the position well, then you, you take a shot and you bring him in, even if it's a one-year deal. See what he's got left. See if he's still good. And uh, why not? You know, he's going to make our team better. So bring him in. All right, Kyle. So why are you on the fence out of out of all of us? I, I feel like uh, Logan Ryan will do better than Tremaine Johnson. That's for one. But I think I kind of get your point because I think because the way how Logan Ryan plays, he plays the um, what is it? The inside, like uh, yeah, like, slot, pull. like a slot yes. corner. Yes, like yeah. pull. So I so so what what makes you be on the fence about it, Kyle? Um, it's honestly it's nothing about in terms of his um, in terms of his skill set you know per se is just a that's a karma thing with me you know what I say I know the guy can play 
he's uh you know i mean he's proved that he can play but like i said um in terms of just looking at the the team overall um we did have some guys that you know showed some promise last year regardless of the fact that um you know we had in certain positions especially linebacker you know fourth and fifth stringers playing so you know that kind of plays on how well the overall defense plays you know and like I said the fact that we had some guys that were no-name guys but kind of stepped up to the plate last year um I think with an, another year in Williams system with those guys and getting a lot of the key players that were injured last year back um I didn't think we needed to spend like because we're looking at what maybe like a at least eight nine million dollars to get low um to get Logan in so my thing is like I would prefer if anything like to put that money towards O-line you know and get a player like Warfield if he was available yeah um I totally I I actually have a kind of a same feeling with you about that um uh, I understand I, what I said before, I, I still believe that I just, I totally agree with the, under, the um, having a Pro Bowl guard um, because I still, uh, our guards, the guards we have are still kind of average or below average guys. Uh, Warford is, is, a, is a different cat. I mean, even if he's not the Pro Bowl guard he used to be and his play has kind of fallen off, um, he's still better than a lot of the interior guys we have there, you know. So I, I I would definitely want to spend that money there. But I also understand trying to add bodies at corner. Like I've stated before, uh, teams really took advantage of our linebacker system situation. Uh, I think the numbers are ridiculous. Uh, the amount of uh, t- uh, touchdowns our linebackers gave up I think I think there was like two guys that gave up four touchdowns a couple of them gave up three gave out three so it was like you know they were kind of a they were a liability in coverage the return of CJ Mosley and uh, Avery Williamson is gonna help that what that's gonna do is shine a shine a bright light on our corner situation and you know, since 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 you're gonna fortify our linebacker situation with the return of these veterans, teams are gonna start paying attention to corner. So you want to bring your your best three or four or five or whatever out there. The more bodies you have, the better you chance you have at bringing in the best set of guys on the field. So I I understand both sides. I look at it this way too. I mean, with all the injuries we had last year, even at the corner position. And, yeah, we did already bring in a couple of guys, but I, I look at it this way. With the injury, if we ever get the injury bug again like last year, we're going we're gonna to need a corner. So, I mean, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing in a veteran at this point. I know, yeah, we do need a guy, you know, we do, we do need more uh, offensive line help, and we definitely need more help at the wide receiver position more than I think any position. But, um you know what, corner is still a, a position in need. So to bring in a veteran, I, I don't see a problem. Especially I think, <laughs> right. I think the most I think the uh the most important thing is 
we we will be able to see what what Greg Williams could do with a healthy group of guys, uh, Williamson and Mosley and all these guys. So if it does work out, then the but the, the you know the one that had the best off season is Greg Williams, <laughs> due to the additions and the guys being healthy. True. Yeah. Yep. So, so, um, so Chris, uh, Jason, uh, the Jets has been in contact with uh, Jason Peters. Um, should should the Jets give him a shot? Um, you know what? I'm I'm all for it. I like him. Good veteran, great veteran presence. You know, he's been through a lot. Won a Super Bowl. Um, so he gives you that kind of experience. He still plays well. The big problem is he's going to miss a lot of time, most likely. Um, that's what he's been the last few years. He's been kind of, I don't want to say broken down, but he he has sustained a lot of injuries. There's not major injuries, but injuries where he's going to miss a lot of time these last few years. So that's what you got to kind of plan for if you bring him in. Um, that, you know what, he's probably going to miss a game here, a game there. Um, but I think he's good in a way, the same way they brought in uh, Frank Gore, that kind of uh, veteran presence in the locker room that not just helps out the offensive line, but the entire locker room as well. So I think in that way, it's good. Um, so if you sign in Ryan, are you going to sign Peters as well? I don't know. Uh, maybe go after Wolford instead. You know, that would be the, the, the debate if, you know, if there is a choice between the two. Um, but I think Peters could help, I think, in more ways than one on this team. It's just that he is going to miss time injury-wise. Yeah, man. Uh, this this is uh, this is. I think we I think we kind of need to uh, break it down a little bit here. Um, the options we have at at tackle um, on the we drafted uh, Makai Becton to play left tackle. Would uh, I think that I think the kid is gonna be a shoe in to to fit in that spot, and uh, George Fant is kind of our backup left tackle. At right tackle, we have Idoga, and who? Who's Idoga's backup? I can't, off the top of my head, think about it. You know. So, so for me, um, going, going into camp with an extra body uh, that could play, I, I think Peters should should be able to move to right tackle if he if he had to. Um, he's you know, I don't. Um, he's always been that kind of veteran, so. I think, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think it it would it would hurt at all. I don't think it would hurt at all. Uh, but talking about all signing all these guys, man, uh, we don't have that much money, so so it sounds like the money is running out. But um, but like I always say, there's there's ways that they could finagle a spot, you know, for for an important position like like tackle. So yeah, I don't think it would hurt at all. I, I'm not against it. It's just I think it comes down to money. You know how much he wants. I don't know how much he wants. I don't know what the demands are. What's the veteran minimum for a tackle? It's like nine, eight. Oof. See, that's tough. I mean, do you go? I, I mean, if I had, I think if I had a choice, I think I'd try to sign Walford, right? Because he wants what seven, eight million, nine million. Yeah. He's like ten years younger than him. You know, but some. Uh, 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 Wolford is kind of weird because the Saints just cut him. You mean they couldn't find a, a trade partner even for a fifth or a six-round pick for this guy in the draft? You know, even next year's draft. I mean, get something for him and just to cut him for nothing. And now Sums it's up. Even, that's what you're saying. 
what? You saying <laughs> something's up? I don't know. It just seems kind of weird because – and now, like, you would think a team would have jumped on him as soon as he got in, you know, oh, I only want $7 million or whatever he's requesting. It seems like – it seems low for that guy because he's a, what, multiple pro bowler. So he's obviously good. He's still – he's not old. Yeah. He's like 28, 29. Yeah, so, he's pretty good too. He's yeah, and pretty so, – pretty, um, I think uh, Brandon Thorne on, on Twitter made, made the point of saying that he's pretty versatile. Like people can't – people were trying to point out the fact that he – he could probably just play a gap scheme or power scheme, um, but but Thorne was making the point that that he was actually showed a couple of plays where he had to reach block, a meaning where he had to move quickly lateral in a you know laterally, uh, and he showed that he really has the athleticism to do that. So, you know, I don't think I don't think that would I don't think that's an issue. So, like Chris says, I think. Yeah, I would, uh, man, you might, you have to do your homework before you sign him because you got to figure out what's going on here. You know, a guy of his caliber just being cut at this point in the season or, or seems, before the season. It seems like a no-brainer, right? Because you could cut um, Winters and save yep. $7 million and just sign this guy for basically the same amount or a little bit more. So mm-hmm. it seems too easy. So something must be up. I mean, I don't know if he's hurt or something, but... I guess we'll hear about it soon. Something. <laughs> yep. So, what's your take on it, Kyle? Would you, uh, would you want for the Jets? Uh, would you want JD to give him a shot? Um, I would say that I can see that move happening for the right price, and it being similar to um, McCown coming in for Donald. You know, you get someone like. Peters to come in and really mentor who you're looking to be your cornerstone left tackle for hopefully, you know, next decade. So for me, like at the right price, I, I, I would say, you know, it's pretty much a no brainer, but um, you know, like Chris says, you know, the, the money is definitely, I would say the main factor here. Right. Yep. I agree to that. Um, yep. No, no worries for that. Um, I forgot about this topic, but the good thing I, I'm really thinking about it. Uh, Anunwa, um, I think I think I would like to start this topic off. Um, Anunwa, <laughs> unable to perform this season. Um, maybe the next season um, sounds like his career might be done. Um, in general, I, I said this since day one. Anunwa, I hope you I hope you feel better, Anunwa. That's for one. So I'm not going to sit here. And act like I'm. I'm going to talk big shit about 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 you, but I'm not. Um, Mac, what the fuck, man? Excuse my language, <laughs> but what the fuck? Like, for day one, I said this this deal is horrible, and for the exact reasons that I said, injury, whatever, whatever it was, I I just knew that deal wasn't going to work out. It's just some. It's just something like Mac. Mac pulled the trigger on this. Not a four-year, $36, $33 million and this much guarantee. So now we got money wasted on this guy. We have money wasted on this guy for the next two years. And now Joe Douglas got to clean the mess up. You know, when healthy, you know, Anoa is a tough tough guy. So I'm not going to sit here and say the man is garbage because he's not. But at the same time, Matt, this one is on you. 
But uh, anyways, uh, do y'all feel the same way how I'm feeling, or, or do y'all just feel differently and why? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. Um, like I said, I I love the new noir. You know, he's a tough, gritty guy. He runs hard. You know, he blocked well as a as a um, wide receiver. But like you said, the injuries was a thing. And as soon as I saw that deal go through, I was like, wow. No, I I was like a total shock that they would give someone that was that unproven of a guy that type of money. Yeah, we all, I think we all, as Jets fans, when we saw that, we were all surprised. I I, I don't think it was Davin only, but uh, Davin's reaction was like epic. <laughs> I remember. Yes. Chris and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I thought it was a little crazy, but not that nuts. I was like, hey, yeah, they're paid. That's what they got to pay. Yeah, but, but it was almost like Davin had a feeling, like, you know, and then it was, you know, and then the news came far, far you know, that kid was not going to play play again after that, you know. And, and I think he was diagnosed with scoliosis, uh, which is some kind of, uh, what is it, uh, <laughs> Yeah, spinal Some bone, a spinal issue. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, you know, uh, we. I don't know if we would say as Jets fans we saw the writing on the wall, but we just we did not believe that he. Uh, how do I put that? I'm not saying that didn't deserve, but what we didn't think that it was a great investment because most likely he would have been injured again. He he just seemed like especially when you add the way he plays. Uh, um, to the equation, you knew that eventually he would he he would he would not play 16 games for you, you know. So giving him that kind of money was kind of crazy. So yeah, I think I think we all kind of felt that way. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, especially that it was a neck injury, you know. And yeah. then you go and sign him to a three-year deal. Uh, that was that was definitely questionable. And Davin called it from the minute it was signed. So definitely give Davin a lot of credit on this one for calling us that it was a bad deal. I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. You know, we all kind of hoped that, hey, you know, all right, he had the, the neck injury. He's going to come back. And because uh, we love the guy, you know, we love, we love him as a player. But, you know, if your body just can't hold up, your body can't hold up. It's, you know, it's sad because he was a good player, man. I, I loved having him out there. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? A neck injury to me is like a concussion. You know, you don't know how much it it could take. You know, for 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 you for it to just say no, it's it's time to give it up. And and I hate this, and I hate to say that because neck injuries, uh, ACL, MCLs, concussions are very serious injuries. But when when he had the neck injury, I was I was so I was caught I was really cautious of of signing him back. You know. And it wasn't, and it wasn't because I don't like the guy, you know. I, I I like the guy from 2016 when he was playing tight end, which which wasn't really his role, but he really, but he did his thing. But now, but now that this is going on, this is wasted. This is wasted money, like Tremaine Johnson. But but the number reasons are are better than that, you know. There's no disrespect to you, a number. I hope you I hope you get better. But Mac Mac. This was on you, and I'm glad you're gone. There, and there you go. <laughs> yes, that we all are, I think. Yeah, I think everybody is. 
Do you love NFL football fun and booze? Join us at Thurston Gold Podcast every Saturday night for weekly NFL coverage, whiskey, bourbon, scotch, and beer reviews. We mix expert football analysis with signature drinks, original segments, and lots and lots of laughs. Yes, that's right, football fans. Please join us at Thurston Gold Podcast by heading over to thurstongold.buzzsprout.com or search Thurston Gold on the web. If you're tired of boring podcasts, come join our football party. Let's talk about some NFL. Uh, Clowney, he has two offers from um, Seattle and the Eagles. Uh, Chris, where do you see where do you see Clowney? Uh, maybe uh, where do you see Clowney signing with, and why? Uh, I think it depends on the deal and and what he what what he thinks is the best position for him. Um, going back to Seattle, that might be a good a good spot for him, obviously. But maybe going to Philly, another change of uh, scenery for him uh it would be kind of interesting for him to go back to Philly, to go to philly after uh his uh so-called uh dirty hit last year on um on wentz knocked him out of the playoff game so that would be kind of uh, strange especially for some of the fans who hate clowny right now just telling you philly fans do not like clowny whatsoever for knocking out wentz in that game but um It'll be interesting. Who maybe a third team will come, come around. But I think the longer it goes into the off season, and he could get uh, maybe a medical done, a physical done, you know, that might increase the chances of getting another offer from another team. Um, Philly could definitely use a pass rusher. They got the inside help for sure, but I don't know if they got the edge rushes that they'd like. Um, they do like having their extra guys on the on the front line, like they did. When they won the Super Bowl, they had a, a great, um, what do you call it, uh, a great rotation on mm-hmm. that front on that front line. So I think that's what they're trying to uh, replicate. Um, and Seattle, of course, they always have a great defense. So, um, eh, I, you know what? I really don't know where he's going to end up because it's, it's – uh, I, I don't know what the offers are. You know, I don't know if one's a two-year, maybe one's a one plus a, an option. So – it really depends on the deals and, and what situation he thinks is going to work out for him better. Man, um, Clowney, to me, to me, uh, Seattle, going back to Seattle is his only option, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, Philly has a hell of a defensive uh, front seven. I mean, at linebacker, I think they need linebacker help. I don't think they need yes. the line help. Um, because I think I, uh, one guy they didn't have on the field last year was uh, Jackson. This is his name. Defensive tackle that they had. He got injured. I think he played a game and a half or a game, two oh, games right, or whatever Jackson. last year. Right. Yeah. Uh, pretty good D- DT. I mean, I, I, I remember when I heard that signing, when you pay him with Cox and you know all these and other guys. For, uh, I mean, they traded for the guy from Pittsburgh too. Yeah, I mean the, the, that line is gonna be crazy, and then to put Clowney on that line would be even, you know, I, you know, trying to picture that in my head right now. You know, it, it would be ridiculous the kind of rotation they could have, but um, I, I can't break down the what spot he would play for them. Uh, not that he does. I mean, I can't say can't fit because a player like him, you could make, he could do so many different things. 
but in my opinion, Seattle is the best place for him. Uh, I, um, I don't know why it's taken Seattle that long to sign him back. I don't know if he just doesn't want the amount. Excuse me. He, he doesn't want the amount or, or the amount of years or the amount of money, but, um, uh, you know, I think that's the best fit for him in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm going to agree with you on Seattle and from just, I just taking a quick peek. Um, I'm thinking of it as, um, I just say, um, productivity wise for him, um, looking at Seattle's schedule, like if he signs, let's say like a one year deal with Seattle, I can see him, uh, possibly having better numbers in Seattle than, um, than with the Eagles because um, it seems like Seattle plays the AFC East this year, whereas yeah. the um, the Eagles will be playing the was it? I think they play. Uh, I know they play the NFC. Uh, I think South. Don't they play the Don't they play the West too? Oh no no no! The, it's the um. They played um, with the steel. They played against the Steelers and the Browns. So. Right. Oh, NFC North. I mean, AFC yeah, North. Yeah. yeah, NFC AFC North. So. I can see, like I said, from a productivity standpoint, I believe that that would probably be a, a better situation for him. Mm. Yeah. Because if he takes a one-year deal, he's he's really saying, okay, let me bet on myself for one year. I could maybe have a big time year and then I'll go back into the free agency pool next year and, you know, I could cash in. Yep. But his biggest thing I think is staying healthy. You know, forget about putting numbers up. He's got to stay healthy, this guy. Yeah. Not yeah. I, like I, that's I, a, no, no, nah, go right ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go, oh. ahead Dem, go ahead, Devin. Yeah. I was going to say, um, this this situation basically is more upon the, this. Uh, what's the contract going to look like for him? Because I don't think Seattle or I don't think Seattle or uh, Philly is really willing to take willing to give him seventeen eighteen million dollars, not even twenty. We know that, but um, I think it's more more along the lines of sending um, extra money, whatever whatever he needs to do to get that money, right? You know, and how many sacks he can get. Because you know, like we said, he could he could perform at a at a high level. He could perform at a good level if he if he stays healthy. The problem, you know, the problem is just for Clowney is what what kind of deal I'm gonna get, and he just needs to take the one year and gamble on himself because that's what a lot of these players is gonna do, especially uh, Logan Ryan, because Logan Ryan wants a nice deal, but he can't get that deal because a lot of teams is not is not you know willing to take that chance and put a long term deal and make that mistake. Yeah, I think I think Clowney, um, the Clowney issue is like Chris said, is injury one. Uh, the way he plays, you see, again, it kind of what kind of uh, marry what we were talking about when we were talking about Anunua and Clowney. Yeah. Clowney plays with reckless abandon. Right. You know, if, when you play like that, you know, you you know, kind of, you know, it's almost a given that you're going to get injured. Um, but also, um, you're talking about just a, a pure sack 
artist, he is not that. If he was sure. more of a, an edge rusher, pure edge rusher guy, he wouldn't be on the board right now. I don't care if he's injured or not. So great. You know, because those guys are rare. And, and, um, this is, and that's the issue, you know, right now, I think, I think because of what do you, what, what do you play him as? You know, you play him as a four tech, five tech. I don't even know if you play him as far inside as four. I mean, yeah, you could because his athleticism is out of, uh, you know, and strength is out of uh, crazy. You know, a guard can't move laterally as quickly as a clown he can. So you pair, you put him right up on a guard shade, you know, whatever, and he'll, he'll kill him, you know. So that's, that's the kind of player he is. He's more, you know, he's, he's kind of more of a run stuffer, man. It's kind of crazy for a guy to kind of, of his talents. You know, he should have. It should be more of a pass rusher, but um, again, uh, that's not really a critique. As in, like he's not a, a you know a player that could impact a game. I mean, we've seen it throughout his career. He he has one or two plays a game where you know you're like, wow, you know. Yeah, so he's definitely he's, impactful. <laughs> yeah, he's still that kind of player. The problem is. You know, you're paying the kind of money he's asking for for one or two plays a game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And also missing games too. Right. And mm-hmm. and you add the injury part to it. I mean, that's the question. And teams have to weigh these things. I think more than anything, those guys that are still very talented that you're seeing that are not signed right now, I think I think teams want to go through training camp and see what they have and then weigh clowny contract after the fact i think if any of none of their young guys don't step up and fill in the positions then they could probably fill in with clowny for a season or so but i i, I highly doubt you will see him be getting signed before that but true i think just a one you know one year deal give me your best year you know show me and then after this year then then you decide you know if you want to sign him to a multi-year deal but i wouldn't give him a multi-year deal agree I'll still take the one year and gamble and see and see if he really really wants that contract or not. Definitely. Yeah. Uh let's let's move on to the Dak Dak Prescott. We we done had this long talk about <laughs> this Dak Prescott in the contract situation. Uh so so let's start it off with you, Kyle. Uh so basically Dak Prescott, uh should should he get top top three, top five uh money as it goes to the contract and why? Okay. Um, at this point, I would say yes. He at least deserve to be in that that top. I would say at least top three category right now. And for, if not just for two reasons alone that I'm thinking off the bat, which is one, he had the the top rated offense last year, if I'm not mistaken. I think the Cowboys was first in offense. He was, and I think they were second in passing and fifth in rushing or something like that. Um, And two is that this is the formula that has been going on for players since who knows when. And right now, if Dak being one of the top guys was to take significant well not significantly but less money than outside of that range 
at that point, it then kind of messes up the money for future um, QBs to come along because they're going to look at Dak's number as part of the equation to sign that next guy. So being that, you know, football is one of those, you know, the sports that you're not guaranteed your money, you know, yep. these types of contracts are necessary for these guys, you know, for their futures. So that's um, another reason why I would think that he's right in trying to um, get this money while he can, not for also for himself, but for future contracts. Yeah. True. True. All right. So who was the top, who was the top 10 before, before that? Um, I don't know if you could check on it, Chris, uh, who's like the top average, 10, uh, quarterbacks, like average salary, average salary. You're talking like Russell Wilson, correct. Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, okay. uh, Kirk Cousins okay. and Wentz are all above him. Average salary right now. Prescott is sixth at 31. Because he has, so, you know, he has the the the, um, the ten the franchise tag. Correct. So, so who you think Chris deserves about uh, who, where you put that Prescott at? See, as I, contract wise, it depends I, where you rank him. I don't rank him as a top five quarterback. Nowhere near a top five. Mm. The bottom, <laughs> I would put him bottom ten. You know, the I mean, the bottom of the top ten. You mm. know, up to the top of the top ten to fifteen. I mean, I, I just – I look at it this way. With the, with the amount of talent he's had on his first four years on the Cowboys, on the offensive side, he should have been – he did put up good numbers last year, no doubt. Personal numbers, absolutely, put up really good numbers. He had really good talent around him. But in the end, they won eight games last year. And they, you know, they blew a shot. They, they should have ran away with the division, seeing how the Eagles were beat up physically and they were losing guys every week and it's amazing to me that he has not done better he's done good and he's done much better than I think anybody thought because he was a fourth round pick or a third round pick so I to me you know what I was thinking I, I thought about this the other day and I, after we talked about it a little bit um, I thought you know where I put him as Alex Smith that's why I look at him he's really? a good quarterback he's good wow. He's not elite, and he's going to get you to a certain – you know, like Alex Smith. He got this you is to very the interesting. Yes. He got you to the playoffs, but he wasn't going to get you to the Super Bowl. You know, like he just got you right there, but just not over the, over the top to get into the Super Bowl. And I think that's what Dak is. Dak is good. I'm not putting him down. I'm not saying he's bad. Oh, no. He's, not, he's definitely better than average, but he's not elite. He's in like in between very good – and he's above average, so so he's definitely good, very good, but he's just not elite to me. So to give him top five money, and this is the Cowboys' fault. We've been talking about this guy <laughs> for over a year that they yeah. should have signed him. You know, after the third right. year, after his third season, he got to the playoffs. He had a good year. They should have offered him a big contract then, give him a nice extension. Here you go, whatever it might be. But now they're stuck. They, they got to pay him money. So, I mean, if I'm Dak, yeah, I'm sitting back saying someone's going to pay me the money, whether it's the Cowboys or somebody else. So, he obviously wants more than the Cowboys are offering. Correct. So, I, I think, I think that 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think at the at the heart of the issue is, I mean, the for the amount of times we've had this conversation, the more I think about it, I think there's certain facts that 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 just when you lay them out as as the truth of the situation. I think one of the issues with Dak and of us ranking him where he's supposed to be and all that, uh, how many years has Dak played as a pro? He's what season is this to him for him? I think he just passed his fourth season. So yeah, his fourth. Fifth, right. Four. Do you think Dak is an comp is already finished growing as a quarterback? He could get better, sure. No, I, 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 I seriously think he's not Richie's peak, and and for me, if my my issue with, I mean, when we, I've been thinking about this a lot because we've raised the the conversation so many times. Yes. It worries me that the Cowboys does, do not want to pay him, and I'll tell you why. If he is right now a slightly above average quarterback, like Chris says, about the top, about let's say top 10, top 15, or top 12 quarterback in the NFL, and he's not reached his peak, right? You're telling me that you're watching this guy in practice every day. You're watching his game tape. And everything, and you don't believe that he could reach his peak and bring himself to at least a top eight, a top mm-hmm. seven quarterback in the league, and then he would be worth the money because these guys are rare. The top half or the top eight or nine or ten in the league are quarterbacks that are guys that we that we've teams uh, would do cut their arm off to. To, to have, you know, if you if you te- if the Cowboys are doing this, it's it's almost like they're telling us that they don't believe that he could arrive at that juncture, you know, because that's the only thing that makes sense. Because you don't take a guy that young and tell me that you're not gonna pay him, right? Because because not only that, like Chris said a while ago. If he showed you something in the beginning of his career, in the first two, three years of his career, and you had the, again, you've kind of projected and said, hey, you know what? He could be, you know, a top 10 quarterback by the time he reaches fifth season. Let's pay him now. Because that's what I would have done. Unless you saw something in practice that told you, eh, I think he's peaked, you know? And and th- and this is the question: Is he has he peaked? And and probably that's the issue. Probably they they've seen that he the only thing that he that's the only thing that makes sense to me anyway. Unless the Cowboys are uh, damn bad at, at evaluating quarterbacks, um, which I don't believe, um, they must think that this guy has peaked, you know? Because I mm-hmm. because I don't because. I, to me, paying Dak 30, 30 plus million dollars wouldn't be for what he is now. If you understand what I'm saying, it would be what I think he could be in the future. Because if I'm paying this guy for another four years and he could arrive at the, at the pinnacle of his sport where he's probably a top five QB, where we're arguing, is he fourth or third? These are rare quarterbacks. You, these guys don't. You, these guys are don't don't. You know, you don't get these guys in crackerjack boxes. You know, it's very rare that you get them. You know, so when, so on, unless they believe that he can't arrive at that, 
that's why they're doing this. That makes that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Other than that, I would pay my young QB with it with keeping in mind that he is gonna be a superstar, which Dak is not right now. You guys, mm. you guys with me? No, I, I totally agree. But it so that to me, the way you're explaining it, and I, I totally agree what you're saying. What what is that saying about Dallas? Dallas is that means to me, Dallas is thinking. This is the best this is, this guy's going to be because if they thought he was going to get any better than what he is, you know, you're putting him in, you know, top 10 easy, maybe even top five category then. So mm-hmm. wouldn't you just be like, all right, man, let's get this guy signed. I mean, this is the guy we're going to build around. It just exactly. seems like you're not right. That I, to me, it, it seems like they think he's reached his peak. This is the best he's going to be. Uh, maybe he's going to, you know, win us 10 games, 11 games but maybe not be that great in the playoffs. He's not going to be that good of a quarterback. So uh, I, that's what I'm, that's the vibe I'm getting from this whole situation because you said it, we, we said it, he should have been signed already. And, and let me tell you something, the Jets better be thinking about this with Sam Donald after this year, after this year, this would be his third year. So if he shows enough this year, I think they got to be like, listen, let's get a, a nice, package waiting for this guy after this year and get him signed because I don't want to get to a point where it's the Dak situation where now he's going to because if he has a good year this year and then has another good year next year and let's say gets to the playoffs next year not this year I'm talking next year he gets to the playoffs he's going to be like well let me see I should be paid uh, 35 million a year (laughs) right I mean and that's that's what situation Dallas is in (laughs) <laughs> he's he's already arguing that so you know. right exactly so <laughs> you better sign him now because I, I get it after this year i think i think the jets are going to sign donald to a, a uh, an extension oh they, if he does that that would be the smart thing to do because if, if he make makes a jump you know. let's say let's say um donald hasn't thrown for 3500 yards yet right, right. has he um, if donald if he throws for something under 4000 yards like 3,800, you know, throws for about 29, 30 touchdowns, and he throws for like about 12 picks, you better sign the damn kid. Right. Because Chris, 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 you, you've, you've, you've um, said, said over and over again that you don't really trust in the line in our wide receiver core, and you think that we need more. If this dude could give you 30-plus touchdowns with 10, 12 right. picks, man, right. you, like – I mean, we've we've seen we've seen the talent. We know it's there. If all of a sudden he actually pr- produces like that, you gotta you gotta pay him. And this is this is it. Just goes to show you again what I was saying about that. What Dak did last year, I understand the talent that surrounds him, that surrounded him. But you know, some of those throws and some of those reads that he made. I mean, that that that's top tier QB stuff. So if unless they're seeing it, they're seeing it like a thing where he's, like I said, he's peaked and then they don't think he could be more than that. That's the only reason why you would not sign a young QB to a long-term contract. Right. Mm. But here's the thing. If, if you're looking at his last season, right, and you're saying right. that his last season was his peak, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the Cowboys went 8-8, eight and eight, right? Right. And of those games, the ones that they lost, the defense gave up <laughs> at least 24 points or more. 
And two of those games was to Buffalo and to Chicago. So if your defense is giving up 31 points to Chicago and 26 Woo. points to Buffalo, how is that Not on good. that? Exactly. Right. And, and, and I'm, listen, man, uh, such a great point. Um, uh, I, I've been thinking about this, and so many of those ideas just crossed my mind. Uh, thanks for the backup, Kyle. Uh, that was awesome because I've been thinking about that too. You know, that this just, again, just show, just part of the mystery of this whole thing for me. Like Kyle says, there's no way you're going in as a coaching staff watching what Dallas did last year and thought, and thought that it was either his fault that you only won eight games or he held you back is ludicrous. And I haven't watched all Dallas State, but I watched them play enough to understand that he didn't really hold them back. I mean, he had his day, he had his, you know, he had a few bad games here and there, which most QBs, even the best ones, have at least one or two bad games every season. Uh, sure. So I, so I, I, again, it just adds to the mystery, man. That defense was crap. I mean, this, they still don't have a top-flight safety tandem, not even, yeah. you know, not, yeah. not even average. They have okay. issues at linebacker. They, 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 um, their best corner was, you know, apparently they didn't want to sign him because they didn't think it was a top-flight corner, whatever. And they did not – their pass rusher that they paid 100 uh, – whatever amount of money they paid, he flopped last year. He didn't play well for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. There's so many reasons why they they were they fell flat. That had not that had nothing to do with that. So yeah, why not I, take I him? Say, no, 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 no. Let, let's wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, guys. <laughs> guys. Mm. Yes, I'm gonna say in a couple of the oh. games, yes, right. they did lose because of the defense. Okay, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna bring these up. Okay, right. Against New Orleans, mm-hmm. they lost twelve to ten. Okay? In New Orleans, though. Right, New Orleans. Yeah, still, you got to score. You got to score more than ten points. I don't care where you. New play. Orleans. There's okay. not that many QBs that can okay, go to New Orleans and Okay, but you way. can't put I mean, that on the. He's done can't. it before, though. You've seen that. You've seen it. You've seen that tear okay, New Orleans apart. Okay, give before. that. You can't give that loss to the defense. They only gave up twelve points. Right. You give up twelve okay. points to the Saints. Fine. You better beat them. Okay, that's all cool. right. That's one. Right. I'll give you the Green Bay game. They lost 34-24. Right, and he put up 463 yards against them. Right, and that was at home. So and most, that's, and that's most on, of them that's yards on came at the second half when they was getting they they asked for. <laughs> but but yeah, go go right ahead, go right okay, ahead. Okay, thank was you. The defense. Go thank ahead. you. All right, ahead. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the Jet game, they lost 24-22. That's defense. That's. <laughs> you lost to the Jets. Yeah, I think the office kind of had a problem that game. Too. Okay, thank you. You guys forget you, you, you guys forget how much the. I mean, the Jets didn't score that much, but it was the Jets had a lot of yards. We had a lot of yards on them. We we're moving right, the ball up that, and down. Okay, but still, no. again, you got to remember. You got ninety of those yards was was one play. One play. Right. Well, that's one that play. is true. <laughs> Uh, okay, they lost to Minnesota 28-24. That was at home. Yeah. Yeah, that could go either way. That was a hell of a play, a game by Minnesota, though. I remember yeah. that game. New England. They lost at New England 13-9. to nine. Nine yeah, That's, nine. When, that's nine. when New England was playing that Hall of Fame D. Yeah. Come on, okay. man. Remember they that? Were, Everybody was like, yo, that defense is like nothing we've ever 13, seen before. 13-9. <laughs> 
You got to score more than nine points. <laughs> okay. As Davin would say, that's garbage. Garbage. Deep, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, then they played Thanksgiving. I'll give them a break here. All right. It was a short week, but they were playing at home, playing a good Buffalo team. They lost 26 to 15. Yeah. Okay. Then they lost at Chicago. Okay, 31-24. That's on the defense, obviously. And then, okay, here's the other one. Next to last week, division <laughs> is on the line. Oh, yeah. For oh, all yeah. the marbles, they're playing at Philly. Philly's got two wide receivers playing in the game. What, three? No cornerbacks. And no, really no garbage. Cornerbacks right, right, and no corners. Yeah. And they lose 17-9. No to nine. Nine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's no excuse. That, again, that's when your, your star wide receiver and your star wide receiver was on the side on the sidelines pouting at the end of the game. Remember and that? So, <laughs> all right. So listen, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just not saying he's elite. There's there's no way he's. Elite. Oh no! But but no, none no, of us said that. Anyone saying that? Get no. But here's the thing: he's gonna get paid like an elite quarterback. It's just because it's not. Boys, well, well, that's the problem, Chris. My argument with that is that. The only reason why he's even allowed to get into that that money is because Dallas didn't do what they were supposed to do. If right. Dallas had signed him when they were supposed to sign him, he wasn't going to be even close. He has the leverage because they gave it to him, basically. Right. Exactly. You understand me? That is oh, why I, I agree. Dallas is getting everything they, they deserve, right? Right. Nobody <laughs> thinks, nobody thinks, I, I don't think any football fan actually thinks that Dak deserves to get paid that kind of money. The problem with that is he's in a rare position of putting that, having the, the leverage to actually ask for that kind of money because the team didn't do what they were supposed to do. As right. simple as that. Exactly. You know, I don't think we, any of us thinks that he's worth that. Like I said, he's still an average to slightly above average quarterback. Right. You know? But the issue is, it was, it's just like what happened to Kirk Cousins. And nobody thought he, he right deserved Right place, right time. Exactly. <laughs> and the only reason why he was in that situation is because Redskins didn't do what they were supposed to do. Hands think, down. You know, so, it. so at the end of the day, for me, he is just on, it's just a negotiation of what he's worth. That is goes back to what I said again. I don't think Dallas thinks that kid is worth that kind of money, or they don't think that he's gonna be worth it anytime in the future. Because if they did, they would have paid him already. And think about this: his the last year, right? He just played. He he had an unbelievable year. He threw for almost five thousand yards, forty nine hundred, thirty touchdowns, and only eleven interceptions. So he had a good a good year stats wise. You know, maybe not wins and losses, but you know what? That's good enough to say, here, you know what? I deserve an extension. Give me 30-something million dollars. But he might be asking for, you know, even higher. I don't know. Maybe he's asking for 40. I don't think so, but because he can't possibly be asking for 40. But maybe he is. I don't know. We don't know. I will, I, my, opinion, my opinion on Dak, I'll give you my, my hands-down opinion on Dak is this. Again, without watching a bunch of tape on Dak, and just watching broadcast angle plays and stuff like that. He seems like a third-year, fourth-year quarterback. That's it. He has the ability to make these flashy throws because he has the arm and he has the talent around him. But when you confuse him with a bunch of different kind of disguised coverages and stuff, he 
could fall apart because he's not at that level yet. You know, he's not there yet. You know, he's not one of those dynamic quarterbacks that understand how to manipulate defense. He's not at that level. Again, if I'm saying he's not at that level because I'm I'm watching him play and there's a lot of throws I think he either misses or he don't see or sometimes he looks confused. If you have a young kid, a young quarterback, I think that goes with the territory. The only issue is if you think that he can't grow. If you think that's it for him and he won't be better, then fine. But we, we I mean, an unfinished product, man, you can't tell me you know for sure that he's not going to be that. Maybe they know. <laughs> yeah, maybe they know. I think this topic is agreed to disagree. Yes, yeah. both. You know, all, all parties have have points on this situation. And and the, Chris, go right ahead, Chris. I was gonna say one more thing to add to you. You know, to to do this is now they have a new head coach too, right? Yeah. Oh. oh. So what is what that's, is he? That's think another about? angle. Right. That's a, he, that's another angle. Right. He must not think about it. He must not think that highly of him, or else he would oh, be like, "Listen, man. you got to get me my quarterback in here." They went out and signed Andy <laughs> Dalton. Oh wait! So. Oh wait! 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 Chris, did did you hear in one interview he said he hadn't spoke to Dak yet? Doesn't no, that make it really? Mike McCarthy said that. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Exactly! Exactly! Man, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Dak. Dak might not like him. That's crazy. I, I think, I I think it's crazy. I don't know what's going on either. Uh, I just, I disagree. I agree with, I agree with some points you said, Chris, and I agree with what you saying, Kyle, and you, Shaman. It's, it's, it's a agree to disagree, but I think, but what I can say is, is that we know that that Dak is not garbage because if he was garbage, that would have been a different situation <laughs> for this top, for this topic I'm being bringing. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not a yeah, bad. Yeah, of course not. No, yeah. but I just put him in the. I, I think Alex Smith is a perfect not. Just like, like we knew, like we knew, and San Francisco knew, and Kansas City knew. Every one of these teams knew that Alex Smith was going to take them to a certain point, and that was going to be it. Correct. That's the reason why San Fran got rid of him, and that's why uh, Kansas City got rid of him. They got him to a certain point, and said, okay, now we're ready, but now we need a quarterback to take us over the top. And San Fran thought with um, Kaepernick was, and he did, right? He got him to the Super Bowl the following year, mm-hmm. and then – uh, Kansas City. Look what Kansas City did. They get rid of him, and then what's his the name Super becomes Bowl. a superstar, and they go to and they win the Super Bowl. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we can agree to that. Um, let's talk about the NFL season. The NFL season, um, season, excuse me, has uh, finally been released. Uh, seems like the schedule is is in good hands. Um, so far. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen as the months go by. We're hoping that we're able to watch some of the games. Um, but I know also, uh, it, it has been talks about NFL uh, came to some kind of agreement with uh, 150, uh, agreed to raise the debt limits to 150 million for each club. Uh, what What is the NFL uh, trying to do to make sure that they have a season? I think I think uh, allowing um, I think uh, all all the clubs are probably working on uh, basically I um, on on plans to either have having certain numbers of fans. I think like Miami's working on 
having a specific amount of number and allowing for different entrances and exits or, 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 or sit, different sitting arrangements and stuff. So that it's going to be uh, uh, kind of a, you know, a, a plan to work within the, uh, to stop the, to kind of stop the spread of COVID-19. Um, I think there's, I think every team will have kind of a plan on how to deal with that on the NFL on the whole. I think that's why that extra money was given out or, or they were going to vote on giving out that extra money is because they, the team, the NFL understands that teams are going to be strapped. You know, it's going to cost a lot to be able to do this. And there's not going to be any uh, fans in the stands buying beers and, and hot dogs. So, you know, um, so there's no extra money to do this kind of business. So that's why this money is being freed. Uh, but they're working on, I, I think, I think uh, for a few, few articles that I read that a lot of teams are working on ways they could do this, man. Um, and I don't think the NFL would have gone ahead with the schedule unless they've, they're kind of comfortable with the plans they were hearing from, with, from different teams on how they're going to proceed with the schedule. Um, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's why they're only going ahead because they have plans. Uh, they haven't really made it abundantly clear what the plans are. Like I said, I think Miami is the only place that I read that had a specific plan in place or they're working on. But I think if Miami is doing it, I think a lot of other teams are doing it also. So uh, there's a pretty good chance that we'll have a regular season. If it's going to be thousands of people in the stands, yeah, that's the question. I, we don't know. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the, the, the case. Uh, but there is going to be football, I think. I, I hope there's going to be football, and I think there will be. The fans being in the, in the stands, I don't know if that's – the way I looked at it, too, I, I, think, I think we talked about it last week, too, is what if, what if Miami gets – you know, a quarter of their fans allowed in, into the stands, right? They spread them out, whatever. I don't see New York having fans at all. I mean, the way it is in, you know, around here, I mean, I don't see that being lifted at all this year, having fans at, at, the, uh, at the games at all this year. So in a way, I think that's not fair that you're going to have some fans at some stadiums and some stadiums you're going to have none. I think it hmm. should be, you know, it should be if, if some stadiums can't have them, I think it should be nobody should have them, you know, just to just to play it fair, you know, for, just for, nobody has that home field advantage more than the other in that sense. But I mean, the testing still has to get better. We always hear that. We're hearing testing and tracking, all that garbage every day. We hear that <laughs> it has to get better, especially for these players. I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to test them once a week? Are they going to test them before the game? Are they going to test them every day? I mean, there's going to be a lot of testing that needs to be done for these players because you're talking about players, the training staff, coaches, yep. uh, the referees, you know, officials, all that stuff. I mean, there's going to be a lot of testing that has to get done. I'm hoping by September that testing is going to be that, you know, that easily to attain that they could get thousands and thousands of tests for the league, you know, because they're going to have to test a lot for these guys and they have to keep them contained somewhere. I don't know. It's a – it's going to be a pretty big undertaking if it happens. I'll tell you that. And I hope it does. I mean, cause we need it. We definitely need sports more than anything. You know, you know, you know, I don't like, I don't like conspiracy theories, but when I hear, um, 
a bunch of testing and I see that a bunch of com uh, companies are all of a sudden making test kits and uh, pair the two things together, uh, you're creating a market. Yeah, the mar a market is, has been created and then all of a sudden all these team, um, companies are stepping up to make a bunch of tests. So yeah, I, uh, I, would, I would kind of go on the side, on the side of probably the NFL is going to be, especially now when you hear the NFL is free and all that money up, you're like, uh-oh. You know, the NFL is going to be buying hundreds of thousands of tests, man. It's yeah. going to be like that. Yeah. You know, well, so, so yeah, so that working there. And, and for what you were going to say about the, the, the fans, I think, I think you're right, Chris. I don't think the NFL would allow one team to do one thing and another. Do it. I think they're going to be uniform in, their, in the way they're going to act. I think Miami testing it out is, is probably just Miami testing it out. And, and if they could, you know, do it, then they're probably going to, you know, share the information with all the other teams. And then if the other teams could do it, fine. If nobody, if only a few teams could do it, no. You know, that only makes sense. I mean. And think about it. How is it going to look, too, if, if you know, the average Joe, like like us, basically, like, how how is it going to look to us if all these athletes could get all these tests, get tested every day or once a week, twice a week, whatever. And the people here, are, it's hard for us to get a test. You know, because there's still people that are, you know, that are still having a hard time finding a test. So right. I, I think because they got to clear that up too. I mean, that's not going to look too good for these, even if it's not just football, if it's baseball, it's hockey, basketball, if they're getting tested and the people are still having a hard time testing, I mean, how's that going to look? I know, I know in back, I know uh, baseball, I think about 26 of the teams got tested already, if I recall. Mm -hmm. And they said out of like close to two thousand players, I think only fifty or sixty people was positive. I think wow. if I if I if I if I confirm if I can uh, confirm because I just saw an article on ESPN about it. I think uh, yesterday or the other night, but um, but I'll make sure to uh, to share it with you, Chris. But uh, yeah, that's that's very true. And um, also if if like you said, football players getting tested and everything. I guess goes well, then how, how will we know if the fans going to get tested? And, you know, if you want to do a third, a third of the fans and the fans be like, well, you know, is there going to be a way they're going to get tested right then and there? Because it's always so, some new technology that comes out. Then they just saying, oh, well, there you go. You know, I don't know. So it's, it's, it's kind of weird, but I don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. Um, I would definitely agree to the um what Chris was saying in regards to um the fans. If if one can't do it or one can do it, but another team can't, that it should just be unified across the board that they don't um have fans at all. Um, the only thing I can think of that people might fight against that with is the fact that if I'm not mistaken, don't they do um. Uh, revenue sharing in that yep. regard because yes. right so yep. if that's the case if these teams are actually able to get some money you know even though you know another team um, stadium uh, can't have fans I think money might rule out and say well if we can get half the games with fans that money is going to all the teams so you're benefiting mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes makes yeah. a lot of sense. True. I mean, we'll see what happens as you know, as time moves along. Uh 
because I know baseball is coming back next month and uh, and basketball, they're talking about to see if they're going to finish the season. But we'll see what happens as the weeks move along. Uh, I know uh, Prince, uh, <clears throat> sorry, Prince um, Amu Kamara has signed uh, with the Raiders. Um, just a quick take, uh, Charmaine, we, what do you see him doing with the Raiders? Uh, man, um, I mean, the the Raiders do have, uh, do need corners. Um, of course, they wouldn't go out looking for an extra corner if they didn't, but um that was one of the surprises in the in the draft. I think they 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 could they to me they they needed to kind of load up on um, on their back on their on the DB room and they they kind of did and they uh, but I thought they could have done a little bit more. Um, he's an he's an okay corner man. He of course as a, a player that's that's still on the free agent market, you could tell that he has his weaknesses, uh, but. But I mean, I don't think it's a bad signing on their part uh, mm. to have a, 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 a. He's a veteran right now, so you know, have having a guy like that in camp or in your team is not bad at all. Sure. Uh, Chris, you got any, you got any take yeah. on it? No. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see that. I don't see that being a bad move by the Raiders. You know, I mean, he's not. You know, is he great? Is he? No, he's he's getting up there in age, so maybe he's lost a step. But he he played pretty decent last year. So, uh, you know, I guess the Raiders are saying, hey, well, you know what, maybe we'll get one more good year out of them and, you know, and kind of solidify the cornerback position for them a little bit. Uh, right. So I don't think it could hurt. Good move. Yeah. They, they want to draft a whole bunch of wide receivers. But, yeah, Kyle, you got anything you would like to say about that? You think it's good or no? Um, I would say, because I'm not sure what the, the numbers are for them um, in terms of uh, his contract, but – I would say, I don't know, because as I'm seeing right now, they, they only have about eight mil in cap space. And but they still have to sign any rookies, right? Right. So they still have to sign any rookies in which they drafted two, they drafted two corners. Two first rounders. Did, that, did, um, did they draft two corners? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. My bad, Kyle. My bad. Go ahead. They got um, Arnett from, yes. and then they, um, picked up um, Robertson from yes. Louisiana Tech later on. So they have two guys that they, you know, they spent money on, or I should say spent draft picks on. So with a low cap and already having two draft picks, I don't know. I don't see why they would have done that, but it's the Raiders. So mm. Yeah, and Henry Bucks got to get paid too, so <laughs> – He's the one that's going to get it paid a little bit more than everybody else, so I don't know how that's going to play out. So yeah, I agree. I agree to that. Um, Chris, uh, now that the draft is over, um, and this, and you know to see well the off season really is getting really getting started with the signing. Um, which which positions that you see uh, that you most concerned about for the Jets? Uh, for me, I, I think we've talked about it enough. I wide receiver. I, I mean, there's a lot of upside on these players, no doubt, obviously. But F to me, after um, after what's his name, uh, Crowder. Oh, oh Crowder. Oh, okay. Yeah, to me, after Crowder, there's no real uh, guy that you feel like, oh, he's gonna get this this year. He's gonna do this this year, you know, at at wide receivers. You know, tight ends. I think was pretty solid. Hern, Herndon and uh, Griffin. 
I think that's a great one-two punch. Not great, but a very good, solid one-two punch. Um, wide receiver, we got a lot of upside, a lot of question marks. You know, we're hoping Perryman plays like he did the last few weeks of uh, or the last the last quarter of uh, the year with Tampa Bay. You know, but his his career high is 36 catches in a season. You know, and he's already mm-hmm. on his what third third team in four years. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not like, oh, my God, this guy's going to do great for us. We're hoping he is, <laughs> obviously, you know. But I'm not totally sold on the kid, you know, because we just mm. we haven't seen it yet. You know, we've seen glimpses of it here and there. Um, I'm hoping, you know, Mims, obviously, we're hoping on him, too. Right. He looks he looks great, second-round pick. I think, yeah, we're awesome. Uh, but uh, I don't know. If you got Doc, Josh Doxson, he may not even make the roster. Everybody's getting excited about him. He's another one. This is team <laughs> I'm, not too excited. I'm not too excited about no, him. No, not you, but, that, you know, yeah, some fans on Twitter, they're like, oh, he's going to be great, you know. And <laughs> I, we don't know any – a lot of these guys are huge question marks. And I'm not blaming right. Joe Douglas either because there really wasn't many options to pick up this year. You know, I think mm-hmm. next year is going to be a better uh, free agent class for wide receivers. So mm-hmm. I think that's why he was like, all right, one-year deal here, one-year deal here see what we get and next year we'll you know we'll spend big on it but that would be mine and obviously a backup quarterback you know a veteran backup quarterback I'd like to get I just don't know okay. you know who or what but that would be another position too I, I think in this point Chris I, um, I want to say with Perryman uh, I think uh, he does need to work on his uh, his routes the way how he runs his routes he needs to execute you know some more but he, but them last five games, he actually played good. But we need to see how he performs in the regular season. So I'm not gonna shoot him down, you know. Um, down, I just don't know. Yeah, you know? I know, I know, Chris. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what we all concerned about. We don't know right. what if he's worth the seven or eight million for the one year. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. But also, uh, you're right. He still got the undrafted kids, uh, Cager from out of Georgia, uh, George Campbell. Um, I think KJ could, could do something He's just because of his height, maybe a red zone guy like uh, Plaxico or Brilliant Edwards. Um, but I, but at the end of it, Chris, I, under, I, I can understand your concern because we, all, we do only have Crowder and, and the guy, Mims, he, he's coming out of college and he's good. But we, we won't know what we're going to see out of the kid out of the first, the first year. Um, and, Donald, and, you know, Charmin would have more. Charmin and Kyle will have more about um how they feel but that's that's just my take on it go ahead Kyle um I'm gonna say honestly I'm gonna say uh my concern would be backup quarterback at this point and I'm just saying that just on the premise of that uh you know Donald hasn't played a full season yet even though you know uh one of it was still an illness um we don't know if that, you know, his foot might end up being a problem again some point down the line. Mm. And we've seen, you know, what happens when we've had the, you know, the plethora of, uh, of um, subpar backups, you know, come yes. in and play for us. So, you know. Right. Subpars, below subpars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so just understanding like in those games that he missed last year, if we had someone maybe like a Bridgewater come in and play, we were probably in the playoffs last year, you know? So 
I would say right from for me right now, backup quarterback is it. Yeah, uh, I'm still worried about corner, man. Especially mm. with the kind of uh, kind of opponents we're going to be faced this year. Uh, uh, I, I made the um, statement earlier that with the return of our linebacking core, uh, there'll be less of a, a hole there and teams will be looking at a glaring weakness, which we all know is that corner. I mean, it's that, that's to me the least talented uh, part of the team. Um, but I'm, 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 you know, I'm, st- I'm also worried about edge rusher. We haven't had an impactful edge rusher in New York since John Abraham. Agree. I was about to say, please don't say Muhammad Wilkinson. Agree. Go right no, I wasn't. <laughs> you know, a consistently year after year guy that could give you 12, 14 sacks. I mean, we haven't had that in a long time. And and in a league where teams drop back to throw the ball the way they do, um, it's it's necessary. But another reason why I brought the corner back up again, I, I just to expand on what I said, um, I've read, I, I like to read these um, articles on um, inside, football insiders and, and uh Mm-hmm. You know, people that write about the NFL a lot and just kind of study the kind of ins and outs of the of football and where the game is going. One of the things I see, I, it's kind of like a chorus now, is that um, uh, it seems like defensive defensive coaches are looking at the the DB room as as the as the main thing now, um, especially now that you've seen so many offenses with that kind of a spread attack. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I, we we spoke about the safety um, the safety position and how multiple safeties have to be now. As a safety, you can't just be a, a, a deep third guy or deep guy. You have to be able to play in the box. You have to be able to cover tight ends. You have to be able to cover uh, slot receivers at times. Uh, you know, so so you have to be multiple and and your corners have to be able to tackle and they have to be able to play press or off. You know, depending because there's so much that goes into these guys in what you know what offenses do. You know, depend. You know, so many offenses now with that trips on one side, four, or five wide receivers at at once. Man, you need a lot of coverage, and 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 unless, I mean, we 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 know what we have in Adams and and May, but we don't know what we have in Corner Man, and that's to me, at the end of the day, that's what worries me the most. Hmm. Interesting. To me, to me, it's interesting because we all have different tastes, but I think we all could agree about all three of those positions. But yep. other than that, I think I think Joe Douglas did a good job, and and this is this is not a one year. This wasn't a one year plan. This is a two, hopefully a two year plan, and we can see what happens after this season to see where where what's the needs for Joe Douglas in order to at least get this team back to playoff um, playoff mode. Uh, but other than that, uh, last last question for the for the episode. Uh, I know I know we usually wait till preseason, but I feel like we could we could do a quick one and maybe change our minds at the preseason. Uh, what what's what's the win? What's the wins that you that you have for this team? 
I'm going to give him <laughs> – I know a lot of Jeff fans aren't going to like me if I say this, but I'm going to say seven, eight wins right around there. I don't, I don't see them winning more. It's a super tough schedule. Yes. Um, last year we had a, a very hard schedule early on, and then later on we were able to get lucky, and that's, you know, that helped us win six out of uh, the last eight games. But um, it, this is a really hard schedule. There's no, no easy game whatsoever on that schedule. Um, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope for seven, eight wins. I don't know if they're going to go. They might not even win that many, but I think the important thing is they're going to look better. They can be a better team. You know, as long as they're in every game and they don't look as bad as they did last year when they played Cincinnati and Jacksonville and when we had uh, full mm-hmm. quarterback in. Um, so uh, I, I'm going to – I'll say seven, eight wins. Yeah, Chris, I'm, I'm with you on that, man. This is a really tough schedule. Uh, I think the Jets had, had uh, the third uh, toughest schedule in the league. Uh, guys, yes. I mean, you just just look at the teams we're playing. Um, I don't care um, what you think about Buffalo and their quarterback. That defense is was one of the best, or they were like the best defense in the league last year. Yeah, uh, you're facing off off the bat. You're facing the first the best defense in the league, the second best defense in the league. Then you're facing a a, a, a Colts team. That's on the rise. That's very talented. Uh, you have a Buffalo team that had that that I mean a Denver team that just loaded up in the off season and had an off off year on defense. Um, Bradley Chubb wasn't available. Uh, Miller had an off season. I don't think you will see him play like that again. Uh, Arizona with their dynamic QB and the monstrous uh, offense that they're building over there, plus. Uh, you'll see the Simmons kid at linebacker. Then you have the Chargers that is ultra talented, man, on defense and offense. And you see Buffalo again, then 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 the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, New England, you know what they pose a threat. I mean, the teams that we just on paper when we look at this, it's just it's just a lot of a lot of different caliber, you know, a different caliber from what we played last year. And uh, unless this team could bring to off, you know, off the bat, just bring a different kind of play, especially on def- on offense. I mean, this is where our issue has been, you know, because either our quarterback has been injured or our offensive line has played so badly that's held us back. I think if the offensive line is stable and Sam could play and he's given time to play, he is very dangerous. But this is going to be a really tough schedule, man. I agree. Uh, on paper, when I look right now, seven wins, man. I know a lot of people won't, know, won't like me for saying that, but that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Kyle? Um, I'm going to say optimistically, um, nine, between nine and ten. Ooh, realistically, man. realistically, more more to that eight, more like eight. an eight, seven to eight number. You know, because I, as I said, looking at some of the teams, um, you know, definitely like the you said, the Bills are um, definitely one of those defensive teams that's going to be 
it was gonna be one of those, you know, those fight games that, you know, at the end of the day, it's like whoever scraps out, you know, the best will probably end up winning those games. Um, the 49ers, because we're at home, I think we can like, I think we can take the 49ers at home. Um, wow. But like, for example, that towards the end of the year, that, that West Coast trip, I think it's going to be really tough on us. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, we might, we may win two of our last five games. <laughs> so, yeah, I said, optimistically, maybe nine, but realistically, more like seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I will have to say seven. I'll say yeah. seven to eight. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, you know, the Jets, because I, I didn't saw one person post at 11 and five. I saw, I saw a couple of people with 10 and six playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. This is the season that we should not think about the playoffs. Unless if they go on this crazy run before the bye week, we should not think about the playoffs right now. What we need to see is um, the growth of Sam Darnold and not just the growth of Sam Darnold, but also the team gelling together because some of us got a lot of, we got a lot of some new faces on this team. Yep. Yep. So, I'm more into God's gentleman, huh? What you say, Chris? No, exactly. That you brought up an awesome point. That yep. we have so many new faces here that yep. the team still has to gel. And it's going to take <laughs> correct. You know, a good part and of the season to gel, and especially possibly no off season. Right. Exactly. So you got to add all this stuff in. That's why teams, to me, like Kansas City, are are coming in. All right, they just won the Super Bowl, but guess what? They're coming in even more because they had very little changes. So there continuity. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. Those are the teams that you got to watch out for. Yeah, yes. all these teams, all these teams that have been put together, and they have they basically the same guys they had last year. They're going to be a, a a few steps ahead of everybody else. Yeah, and you're facing them yeah. like 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 Kyle talking about the 49ers. The only new player that's going to be on the 49ers offense is their left tackle, and he's probably one of the three best left tackles in the league. So mm-hmm. you, you, I mean. Think about the think about that man. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, yeah. you guys know how I feel about about Kyle, <laughs> about uh, <laughs> about Kyle Shanahan. You know, Kyle Shanahan is uh, is ugh, man. He and Sean Payton that's like one two of the best offensive coordinators in the league. You know, and you know facing that kind of animal, that's a different animal, man. Especially when you have so many new faces. So, uh, I. Davin, that was an awesome point, man. When you're talking about this, the continuity is going to be a problem for teams with new, so many new faces on there. I mean, offensive line for us, I mean, come on. The yeah. line could be a whole new line. You know, yeah. it's going to be. It's going to be bad. <laughs> you know, it could be bad. It'll take time for them to gel, you know. But yeah. I was saying, in the, same, in the same token, like that's what some of the things I was looking at, like, for example, with the Colts, you know. Yeah. You don't know what you're gonna get out of um, Rivers Total going Rivers. there, mm-hmm. right. right? Absolutely. No, he's been playing a certain way for so long that you don't know what you're gonna get once he's in. You know, once he gets there, the right, yeah. charges. You have the charges starting anew with new leadership. Um, mm-hmm. you have um, Miami, Miami, like yep. they're they're totally like a new squad. You know, with all the new pieces that they're that they're bringing in, um, right? 
the Raiders are at Broncos. They have to gel too. How about the Patriots? Yes, yeah. especially the yep. Patriots because Stedman got to get man. no right. Brady, no Gronk. That's uh, that's big. Yes. <laughs> so, in in the same entrance, like where we have, you know, new people coming in. Like, there's quite a few teams that we have that a lot of core players for these teams are new pieces. Correct. So, I agree. That, I agree. That us. Being that we have someone like a, a a Greg Williams who's been known to do, you know, be great defensively in terms of game planning, I said gives us a good shot at winning some of these games where in most cases you would look at it on the schedule and be like, oh, wow, we're playing them. Yeah, that's that's probably going to be a loss. Yeah, that's going to be like, like you know, like I just said, like uh, a Kyle Shanahan against Greg Williams kind of type of game. It's going to be a, it's going to be a knockout, knockdown, drag out fight. You know, it's going to be two of the best to do it, you know, going at each other. So, so yeah, I mean, I understand that. But again, it just, I mean, th- this is going to be a difficult season. And, and, and we need, we will need our QB to be healthy and step up and play, uh, but I'm not going to go as crazy as a lot of Jets fans I see posting stuff about, oh, it's his prove-it year. You must be out of your mind. Yeah, you that's not. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Sam Donald's prove-it year. I mean, oh, my goodness. I, I, <laughs> I mean, to put him in the same category <laughs> as Mr. Trubisky is fucking Oh, ridiculous. yeah, I saw that one, too. Oh, yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. I mean, I don't think he's going to take us. I don't think he's taking a step back, so I'm not worried about that. But you can't say this is a, a do or die, you know, season for him. Or a, he's got. You know what? I think we've seen enough in his first couple of years, his first two seasons, I should say, that yeah, he's going to be good this year. He's going to be solid. He's going to have better protection. Yep. But you know, you got to put everything else and getting back to continuity. Look at the look at the receivers he's going to have. He's going to have all new receivers. All new, he's going to have all, all new, new offensive yeah. line. Except for Crowder. Right, except for Crowder. So, I, you know, I, I'm not expecting him to take a step back, but I, I'm also not expecting him to take a huge step forward either. You know, I just think he's going to be solid again. He's going to be just a solid quarterback like he's been the first two years. And maybe he will take a step up because he knows the offense very well yes. now he's been in it. And I think, that's, and I think, that's, that's I think two things – yeah, sorry, Chris, but I think no. two um, – I always – because my brain always flowing at once, I, 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 I try not to forget stuff, but – I think two things that matter the most for Sam is what you're talking about. It's his knowledge of the offense. This is the first time he'll be playing as a pro two years in a row with a, the same offensive coordinator. So that means he's going into this season knowing an offense. It's not going to be some kind of strange offense that he doesn't learn. He doesn't know what to do. So he's, he'll be able to instruct his wide receivers on what he likes and what he dislikes and his mm-hmm. feelings towards certain coverages and stuff like that, what he wants them to do. That's number one. Number two, the upgrade in offensive line is going to be way better. This is going to be the first season, cross our fingers, that is going to be more of a stable offensive line, mm-hmm. you know, where mm-hmm. they, where, where, where they, I mean, again, there's guys that are so-so, but they're not as shaky, you know. You know, imagine, you know, I mean, we, we love Harrison, but, Come on, man. He's he's no nowhere near the kind of cor- um, center that McGovern is, you know. 
and 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 I and Lewis is a better guard than than a lot of guys. You know, he had a really good run at the end of the season, um, mm. and he hasn't had a left tackle like like um like Makai ever. You know, and and this is what I'm saying that that he's gonna have a shot at it. You know, I'm not saying that he's gonna do it, but like Chris said, it's he has a shot at being solid, but he also has a shot at being pretty good for the first time because he's going to be having things that he hadn't had as a pro and you know ever so there's a shot you know and that's the whole whole thing this is where i agree with davin i think i think i'm not gonna judge davin um um, donald on this year i'm gonna judge him on next year because if he goes into let's say they survive this ridiculously tough season and gates is still on the team i know a lot of people will puke but and then they go into next season where he's having his third season with the same offensive coordinator and his line is solid. If he could then, then I would be like, hey, man, you need to step your game up, you know. Then then I would say that. But for now, it, you know, with everything uh, pertaining to football, the way things are right now, and just life in general, I, I'm, you know, I think he, he has a shot at being solid. Maybe a little better. Then the most important thing is Donald needs to stay healthy. Um, we always see this flash of of the uh, the last eight games out of the season from Donald. Uh, the the last two seasons, um, I want I would like to see him play the first half and maybe try to perform the same way. And, and it's not going to be easy because you know, just like I said, it's a it's a new change in the offensive line. Even if Brian Winston's get released, which I think is going to happen. The, they got to get used to. They're gonna have to get used to Donald. Whether whether we whether they get workouts or they don't get workouts and they just play a straight preseason, they they have to figure out a way to get it together for Donald. You know, and Donald just have to take over the reins and and try to you know be this elite quarterback that that you know a lot of a lot of not just us fans but also um some of the NFL NFL you know players like you know Romo. Um, even the, the the scouts, Shay, and a lot of a lot of other people, they expect Donald to be good. So Donald needs to be ready. You know, that's 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 the, that's the way how I see it. But I see seven to eight games. Okay, yes, sir. Yep, and that's it for our episode. Please make sure to follow us again on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. Um, thank you, Kyle, for joining us on this episode. We will be going to have you again real soon. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Until next time, we're taking flight. We're out of here. Take flight.